Welcome to VG Empire, a very special episode wrapping up 2018 with a special Album of the Year episode. I'm your host, Brett Elston, and joining me to my right... Patrick Kulikowski, and I'm going to try to keep my voice as level as possible this time. It's, uh, it's a weird uh, last-minute seat-of-our-pants episode here to try to get one in before the end of the year, but uh, it also means our equipment is... I guess also on vacation and was not ready to be used in any way. Not so at all. It's giving I, us a it hard is, time. It is not behaving. So hopefully this sounds perfectly normal to you, dear listener, and everything is fine. But yes. uh, we haven't done an album of the year in a couple of years. In fact, I've only done two up to this point. Yeah. One in 2014 for Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. An amazing, no doubt, soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And then 2015 was Undertale. Here we are in 2018. What? Haven't played Deltarune. <laughs> uh, and Smash Brothers is the, like... Too obvious. It's too unfair to and it's to too unfair with Smash hundreds of songs and every every composer on earth. Uh, yeah. So instead, what I try to do is find something much like Tropical Freeze, where I'm like, no one's going to give this that award. But to me, that was the best soundtrack of that year. Um, Why did you skip 2016 and 2017 though? Uh, busy and <laughs> uh, forgot. <laughs> Probably usually just busy or didn't have a specific thing in mind or whatever. Yeah. But in this year. Um, one thing kept coming up over and over. You might you notice we haven't done a 2018 year in review, mm-hmm. which is something we have normally done every year, except 2012. Um, <laughs> but in this case, we just didn't have the time, right? Like, just people were in and out of the office or he, in and out of town because of the holidays. So it was very difficult to try to find a time when we could all actually record that. We still want to do that in January. It'll just be the weird year where we didn't do it in December. But... When we're looking at what songs would we include in a, what games would we include in a year-end wrap-up, right. one thing we were both like, oh, yeah, Bloodstained for sure, no doubt. Absolutely. And then when yeah. it came time to even think about, well, what songs? And I'm like, ah, uh, the whole soundtrack. frankly, every song in the game, <laughs> because the composer list for this thing is, is insane. And it's, it's, it is. it's not quite the Smash Brothers unfairness level, but it's still... Like, I mean, Ippo Yamada is yep. your main composer, I think, on the main game, the the full bloodstained console version that, as of this recording, is still yet to come out. Right. Uh, it, it's been something... I, I know it's going to happen. Like, it, it has to happen. For oh, it'll happen. Because they, they, they did it... Uh, Inti Creates released a Blaster Master Zero soundtrack, but that was, like, fairly quickly after the game came oh. out, whereas here, we're still waiting patiently slash impatiently yes well yeah waiting for, for a soundtrack release of this game but yeah. I, mean, I mean on the main game the bloodstained ritual of the night right i think ipo yamada is supposed to be the main composer for oh that. i'm sorry yeah you're you're right he's one of the main composers and for that. Yeah. uh so what happened was that game was kickstarted in 2015 may 11th 
And just for VG Empire date masters, uh, the episode that had just come out was VG Empire 93 Avengers Audio because <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron was about to come out in theaters and we did an episode about the Data East beat em up and other games. Uh, important note, the next episode came out May 27th, Toshinden 2. So Man. that's a that's a banger if I've ever heard one. So definitely go back and listen to the Toshinden Hang on, episode. was it 2014? That? 2015. 2015. This was 2015. Yeah. You're right. The Toshinden one was 20. Holy crap! It was. <laughs> I'm getting my 2014s and 2015s. It was a. It was a good year. Here. That's crazy. Um, and then after wow. that was Double Dragon Diatribe, where we were at E3 together. Oh, yeah, that's right. With Tim yeah, Turry yeah. before either of you worked with me at Capcom. <laughs> what, the days of our lives. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> so what happened was they kickstarted. Uh, you know, Koji Koji Igarashi left Konami and. Started this Kickstarter for a game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, right. an obvious you know homage slash like I'm going to do my own thing of the Castlevania games. Um, I remember uh, it was teased by SwordOrWhip.com, oh, and really? people could vote Sword or Whip, and it was very vague. And it oh, used weird! Eight bit graphics, and uh, it does sound uh, familiar. And uh, Igasan was uh, his face was like plastered in pixel art form on the website asking the user the question to pick. And I think that was... Whichever got them more votes was what the main character of Bloodstain would use. And I oh. think Sword went out, which <laughs> kind of annoyed me as yeah, a classic like, All right, Castlevania well. fan. It's like, okay, clearly Symphony of the Night over, you know, like 16... Uh, yeah. 8-bit, 16-bit I mean, Castlevania. Yeah, or like Portrait of Ruin, I guess. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah so... That game, obviously, as of this recording in December 2018, still in development. I yeah. even got an email just the other day. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, still, still working on it. They brought Way Forward on board, which is cool. Yeah, for sure. But then yeah. this year, 2018 in May, uh, Inti Creates, the developer who's been working on this and Blaster Master Zero, mm-hmm. which was very good, um, and many, many Mega Man games of the past, including yeah. Nine and Ten. Nine and Ten, yeah. Um, they released Bloodstained: Curse of the Moon. Which was an eight-bit uh, again, an obvious Castlevania three homage. Yeah, uh, where you pick different characters and go down different branching paths. It is basically the sequel to Castlevania three. Yes, Dracula's with with curse. obvious like Alucard, uh, Grand Cipher, Cipher, yeah. and um, Trevor yeah. uh, analogs. Um, but and, and at the time, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's a nice little extra something to tide us over." It was a stretch goal from the Kickstarter, and yeah, I didn't yeah. think much of it. And I was like, "I'll probably pick that up and I'll play it because um, that's definitely up my alley completely." And I played it once or twice, and was like, "Man, this music's really good. Mm-hmm. I really like the art style. I mean, Inti Creates knows what they're doing with this kind of stuff. They 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 get it." Um, and then I kept seeing, "Oh, if you beat it this way, you unlock this, and if you beat it this way, you unlock that." I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then if you unlock everything you eventually get to Zangetsu's who's the sword wielding kind of he's a Trevor analog but he doesn't have a whip he's got a sword a sword yeah um he gets this mode called ultimate mode where you basically if you go through and instead of recruiting your allies your alucard stand in and so on you get abilities like a double jump and a special slash Mm -hmm. and and a dash and then you can basically play this game it's practically becomes ninja gaiden now and like, well, dude, I speedrun, I practice speedrunning Ninja Gaiden uh, on NES. I'm not super great at it, but I, I do keep up on it um, and watch some streamers who have, like, the world record holder Arcus and other folks just to keep up on it. Mm. And I was like, I, I want to try that. And then I just was like, oh, my God, this mode, Zangetsu Ultimate Mode, is, like, practically my favorite game of the year. I, I have to say that they pr- they – excel that new game plus with yes. this game like you you think you're done the first time over and like you're so not because yeah you can play it three more times and experience like yep. new things and, and every time it was it. so fun and i have since like i'm on speedrun.org i <laughs> i at one point i was like 19th or 20th place and i think more people have got up there for zangetsu ultimate any percent damn um and i i've been investigating how to get you know the timer to to get my splits up and have this actually running correctly so that I could stream it and properly start speedrunning this. But this went from a game that wasn't on my radar when the year started to outside of Monster Hunter World, this was my favorite game of the year. And I have played, I couldn't even tell you because it doesn't track, really. It, it tracks individual save files, but I'm deleting them constantly right. to start over and oh, run wow. them again, run them again, run them again. Um, 
But my best time for Zangetsu Ultimate, I think it's like 25 minutes or something. 20, Jeez. 20, I thought so. 26 something maybe. Uh, but I, I love it. And definitely worth your money to pick up this game. And unfortunately, it's like cheap too. Yeah, like, it's not even expensive. Yeah. Uh, but like you mentioned, the soundtrack, unfortunately, not available legitimately just yet. Yeah. Hopefully someday that happens because the soundtrack is super good. Um, not just Ippo Yamada, but... The, the the folks that you would associate with a lot of the Mega Man 9 and 10 collaborations they did. So you get Machiro Yumane, who... Castlevania Queen. <laughs> yeah, Castlevania Queen. Uh, Bloodstain, not Bloodstain, Bloodlines. You're right. And then Symphony she, of the Night. She is working on the the main Bloodstain the main game. game as well, yeah. Uh, Ippo Yamada, Aoi Takeda, Takumi Sato, Hiroaki Sano, Ryoyu Ryo Kawakami, and Ryo Yoshinaga. Um I don't know all of them individually off mm-hmm. the top of my head, but I'm sure uh, Kawakami was uh, did work on Mega Man Nine and Ten. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, a, a bunch of those people worked on uh, Blaster Master Zero. Okay. as well. Yeah, course. which so, we, we we did a Blaster Master episode in yeah. 2017, and they were included in that. Yeah, I believe the NT the NT Create sound team is called Three or whatever. Oh, is I, it like I I Roman numeral I oh, I, okay. I or whatever? That's their NT Create sound units. Ah, um, so nice. there's a bunch of people there, and they they collaborate and work on all the games they put out. And I think their next one is uh, Dragon Marked for Death. Huh. That's coming out on Switch uh, in like a few months, I think. So, huh. yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, we don't know co- composer breakdowns yet. Like the credits of Bloodstain just kind of sploosh them all yeah. <laughs> over there, and just yeah, like yeah, here's just everyone who worked on the soundtrack. I'm like, oh my god, like y- Yamane-san and like oh yeah, the whole shebang. But we don't know who composed what yet. Yeah. Um, so w- that's just our catch-all right now. Yeah. Um, also. The industrial air conditioning just kicked on, so if you can hear that, uh, I apologize. Um, but we'll go into a couple songs really quick. We're going to the first three batches. Uh, we came in with the title screen mm-hmm. that's you know super gothic um, and fits this kind of stained glass motif that the game always has of, well, that, that aesthetic, right, of like mm-hmm. stained glass, churches, and that's, I think, the main character, Miriam. That's kind of her thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. The the stage one, I the, the moment I heard it, I, I it it wouldn't leave my head. Uh, I would focus a lot on like the drumming of it because it's actually pretty dope, and I would just hop on my set and just immediately like drum to it because it was so satisfying. I think that I think that song is kind of mm. like that's how you do a, a stage one. Oh yeah, an intro stage. Yeah, it's theme. a great it's a great intro stage. Just yeah, gets it gets you in the pumping. mood, and yeah. it, again, it's it's hitting all the right gothic tones that you want, and it's really energetic. Uh, Moonlight Temptation. Yeah. After that, we're that's going snare roll, man. That's, okay. That's my favorite part. <laughs> uh, after that, we're going into Frigid Hell, which to me is the Bloody Tears of this game. Mm. It just has the same like feeling that Bloody Tears evokes to me, and you're actually running in some like river foresty areas, which is the first time you really hear Bloody Tears in Simon's Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would whistle this thing constantly in my head like the entire summer, <laughs> uh, and then we'll wrap up the first block with the Brilliant Void, which is the sand kind of underground tomb boss area. Yeah. Uh, again, just so good. A little slower paced, I think, right? It's slower but paced, it, yeah. and it has this, like, as soon as it hits, it just has this cavernous feeling quality yeah. to it, where it's like this, I mean, this is called the Brilliant Void, but the way that the, I don't know if it's instrumentation or just the way they're using the notes, it feels like it's filling a space or something. Yeah. And we're filling this void with music. Yeah, and the, the there's there's a part towards the, end of the track where it just gets so dramatic yeah and like it is very epic. dramatic yeah i love it um so we'll do those three this is moonlight temptation frigid hell and the brilliant void from curse of the moon
Oh man, so what's goosebumps at that last half of uh, stage three? The brilliant. Yeah, like you said, it's very dramatic. It just keeps building and building. Sounds like the song is crying out to me. Yeah, (laughs) that's how I feel about it. It does have. I mean, it does have an operatic (laughs) thing of like it's hit this point where it's pleading with you in some way. Yeah, Uh, and I loved. uh, This is the first time I've really sat and listened to this music after eight months of running it. Yeah, and it's taken me back too. I can (laughs) literally. Like, normally when I listen to game music, I've listened to the music more than I ever could have possibly played the game uh-huh. in, in many cases. Um, even RPGs where it's like, yeah, I put 70 hours and finished FF7, but, like, I have probably spent more than 70 hours listening to that music over the last 20 years. Right, right. Um, but what I don't... Oh, we killed it. We spent just enough time. The air's <laughs> off. Uh, but with this, since I'm actively playing it even to this day, like speedrunning it over and over, I hear... And because your speedrun should be pretty consistent, right? Like, you should hit the same point in the music each time. So when I hear, as I'm hearing the song, I'm like, oh, I'd be here, I'd be here. Oh, there's this stupid spike thing coming up. Oh, this stupid <laughs> jump I have to make. Jeez. Like, I just keep picturing that, um, which I've never encountered that that's, before. That, that's a great thing, a great tool for speedrunning is, like, musical cues. Like, yeah. I should be here by the time this Yeah, by the time this thing me. escalates, right. I should be at this point. Wow, that's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, uh, this is all great. And again, this game is out on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Mm-hmm. Literally, whatever you got, pick it up because it's worth it. Um, well, I wanted to mention again in stage one that snare roll where it's like, mm. ba, ba, oh yeah, <laughs> I love that part so like much. Right in the, near it's the simple, but like, uh, it just pumps me up every time I listen to it. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a great stuff. one. And I've gotten to the point where yeah, that first stage I can do without any damage. And avoiding everything, and then yeah. beat the boss, and that. But that song is what like, it's a very amped up like. Let's go, mm-hmm. very good driving song. Um, I, I have to say, as a as a non speedrunner of this game, just casual player, um, the the only one critique I, I could give about this game is just that um, character death. Like, it, so the, the way it works is when a character you you can switch at any character at at will, right? Yeah, but yeah. If one dies, you don't have them again unless they you, all die. They all die, or you finish the stage. I guess. Uh, maybe. Um, but I didn't, it, yeah, it was always a bummer to have the wrong character die, and yeah. then you get to a point where, like, oh, I can't reach this, yeah. like side area because I needed them, so I might as well just game over. get a game over and start again fresh with all the characters. Yeah. Again. So it is pretty forgiving. You get a lot of yeah. lives. Uh, absolutely. And yeah. Continue wise, it's fine. It just, it just bummed me out when I'm sure. Like, Darn, I, yeah. I wish that guy didn't die. And unlike, say, <laughs> like the Zero series or other, or even Mega Man 9 and 10, I feel this is, and, and all coming from the same developer, yeah. uh, <laughs> Inti Creates, I feel like this is pretty generous. Like, you, if oh, you yeah. just stick with it, you'll finish it. It's and tough, for sure. Yeah, it's tough, but, but I, I think it's yeah. realistic it is. in a way where, yeah, you don't need to play this 100 times to get it. It's like, you'll, if you if you played NES games and you want to finish this, you'll probably finish yeah, it. I, I never raged as I would have sure. like, for, like, Akuma Jodensetsu or uh, yeah. Castlevania Three. Yeah. Um, um, which is a lot tougher, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I By think so. Mile. yeah. Um, and then I did do everything and get all the different endings and the different variations of save everyone, recruit some, and kill the others, kill everyone, mm. every variation of that. But once you do that and unlock the ultimate mode, yeah. I have not played the three-character version of that uh, game probably since June. I really enjoy the three-character version without Zengetsu. Like, I, so I at first I like that too, where I'm yeah. like, yeah, I, all these other it's characters more challenging. are more interesting to yeah. me. And then once you unlock all his abilities and he can dash, double jump, and charge this play, I'm like, oh, this is Ninja Gaiden now. Uh, <laughs> this is this is why I came here. Right. Um, but it's good. And I love that the that the third boss of the Brilliant Void is this, like, giant ghost made of money. Yes. And there's a giant money that's pile behind him. That's one of my favorite fights, And then yeah. you kill him, and then the illusion is gone, and all the money is skulls. And it's <laughs> like, money is bad. Oh, yeah. And uh, all, every, uh, every boss has, like, a final kill move, They have a too, death right? throws thing where yes. they're dead, and then they do one last thing, and it does... The damage seems to scale, 
I've noticed that. Yeah. I don't think you can actually be killed by it. Right. Because I feel like I at some point in all the times I've played, I had one hit left and then got hit by their thing. And didn't die. And didn't die. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's a fun, like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's definitely like, oh, my God. what? Uh, especially like this, uh, like the boss we'll get into in a second. I think stage six, um, maybe stage seven, uh, where it's like the Phantom of the Opera laser lizard book reading guy right, right and he lowers himself and closes the book he has a great one where he like dashes all around the room like totally a Mega Man Zero style boss right um and then you and then he just like x x crosses you and you're like I'm dead I remember that yeah 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 uh, and, and I swear he's never actually killed me with that it it may be that somewhere in there that actually happened I think I think it's just the game devs uh psyching the player out mm. a little bit like psych <laughs> yeah uh, we'll go into three more songs yeah. uh this next one is my favorite song of the game blasphemy right. unto heaven yeah <laughs> uh and I just like it cuz the others are a little bit more fast paced this is definitely slower and has a more like treacherous tone to it mm. and i remember just thinking it it had this like anthemic rock vibe to it when it hits this like main hook or right before it would go into what you would consider the chorus of right, the song right. it just has this quality to it that i was like man this just sounds like such a belted out serious rock song and i was streaming it one time and someone off just uh, randomly said like oh, it reminds me of faith no more i remember you telling and me that and i told you that and, and i'm just like uh, cuz for some reason <laughs> i get that i get an epic vibe off of it okay. and not not and again i don't listen to enough faith no more to mm. make that but this person said that so right. i'm like well maybe they i don't know how they arrived at that but it somehow when i heard it i'm like yeah that that one part that Are you talking about that da, 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 da. That part? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry for my voice cracking that, there as that, I terribly... Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it uh, just... It has very dramatic. I, 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 I can sort of see that, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I get if you're... You as someone who actually listens to a lot of their music. Yeah. All I, of it. Yeah, yeah. And met, met most of the band members, crazy enough. Um, Biggest But after that, we'll do Sunder the Night, which is the last uh, stage on the main map before you go off to the final phase of the game. Mm. Uh, but this is a song... It takes place on the boat. Uh, this rickety old wooden ship. And if right. you played the free sample that they put out right, the uh, in 2017. The alpha or beta or whatever Man, it might have been 2016. Was. I don't even remember. Yeah, I played it on yeah. Steam and we streamed it back in Laser Time days. Uh, it was cool, yeah. But yeah, this song, I believe, is straight up just the song from that demo. Yeah. But and done I'm, in the Famicom style. And I'm style. very certain uh, Michiru Yamane did this Did this track. one. Yeah. And uh, of course, it was. it's originally from Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, like that beta the beta, alpha yeah, pre preview build or proto, whatever. prototype yeah. um and then they transplanted it to the famicom, Fa famicom style game the rc6 style which yeah. speaking of i was i was actually um uh pondering this with you during, oh, yeah. during the break just like i'm very curious and maybe we'll find out when the soundtrack's finally mm -hmm. released um whenever that happens is did they make this soundtrack with fama tracker because like right. what what uh, Jake Kaufman did for Shovel Knight, because the instrumentation-wise, it's very similar between mm -hmm. the two. He com he composed Shovel Knight and ensured that all the music... Uh, well, it was done in Famitracker, but he made sure that this could be played on an NES if, you know, like the... Yeah. It had the cartridge space to ha handle all the music on yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, no extra superfluous instruments that wouldn't belong on a v right. vrc6 chip yeah that kind of thing so i'm wondering if they uh, they have the same approach with right this one because it it sort of sounds like it does but it's hard to pinpoint yeah exactly it's hard to know exactly yeah. like oh that's one layer too many like right, i right. don't know exactly yeah um and after that we're going to go into defiler of taboos <laughs> which is that stage uh, seven track which has the Phantom of the Opera, Electric Lizard guy. Uh, <laughs> it's a great final boss, and it actually yeah. has, as of this recording, the only real, at least in my run, the Zengetsu any percent ultimate, the only real skip where you actually go out of bounds in the stage, and what? like, there's like a, you damage boost off this thing, get up to a ledge you're not supposed to be on, jump in the corner, and the game's like, what are you doing? And <laughs> you basically like navigate out, out of bounds, really, and the game spits you out later in the stage. That's so um, cool. That's very Zelda speedruns. It's style. very like when I, I was, when I saw that I was like I can never do that. But then I just watched a tutorial and then I practiced it. Like oh I can do this. It's not hard at all. Uh, so let that be a lesson. If you're watching, uh, actually, Awesome Games Done Quick is every January and as of this recording, we're about 
it's about to happen. Yeah. And then summer games done quick is every summer, uh, usually July. So you get one in January and July uh, every six months. Uh, when you see them doing some wild skips like that, especially 8-bit games, uh, 3D games, like when you watch the Doom, the 2016 Doom speedruns, you see what they're doing. It's like, what are you? what is <laughs> happening right now? Um, but a lot of the 8-bit stuff, it looks very complicated, and some of them are extremely intense mm-hmm. to pull off. But then a lot of them are, yeah, just practice it a few times, and then you get a feel for how it works, and you can reliably pull those things off. Uh, it just takes a little bit of practice. But we'll do those three songs. Uh, This is Blasphemy Unto Heaven, Sunder the Night, and Defiler of Taboos.
That last one, all I see is practicing the skip, and there's actually really a couple of very important damage boosts in there where also if you get there with not enough life, you can kind of start doing the mental calculation in your head. <laughs> oh, I don't, have, I don't have enough health to do this thing, to do that thing. So this run as it is is kind of over, but I could still try to finish it out just to see where I end up. Uh, pro, pro tip to speedrunners, listen to the game's audio. Don't don't be putting on your three doors down mixtape. Or <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you know me. I uh, love listening to Kryptonite and oh boy. whatever else. Uh, but that's At this really... point, he should be singing if I go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I love this game and the soundtrack. And this is far from the entire thing, but we don't want to just sit here and play yeah. uh, the entire thing. Um, uh, sorry, going back to uh, stage four, That that's another one where that – that reminded that someone of Faith No More or what, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another one that sounds like it's pleading or cr- the melody's oh, yeah. crying out to you. But I, I was thinking, like, listening to the bass backing of that, which I guess would be the triangle sample mm-hmm. uh, if you're speaking uh, NES style. But uh, that it reminded me more of the outro of a, an Electric Six song <laughs> Down at McDonald's. Wow. Uh, I only know Senior Smoke, so. I, I don't know. That, that's a couple years after Senior Smoke. But okay. for some reason, it reminded me of that huh. weird, weird combination there. But uh, it is what it is. Um, so, I Sun, Sun of the Night is probably one of the most uh, Yamane esque yeah. sounding You're songs talking like it's very melancholy. Yeah. It's got. A little bit of that sadness from Bloodlines and or Symphony in there. Yeah, it definitely gives me Symphony vibes for sure. This is just a sampling because, of course, we don't want to play the whole soundtrack, but encourage you to pick up the game through the course of playing it. You'll encounter not just these songs, but many others, uh, character themes, different ending themes. Uh, I know you specifically mentioned a track, Nightmare of the Cursed Ones, where definitely check that one out. You end up, you know, it's slightly spoilers of how you get there, but like very spoilers. That 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 <laughs> battle is really cool. It is. It it's is a very awesome. good last battle. Yeah, it, it's like full of these scripted moments, yeah. but the way they tie into the gameplay are so cool. Yeah, it uh, is. It's so well done, and that's we have why to be vague about it. But it's like sure. so cool. Like yeah. Monster Hunter World, my game of the year for obvious reasons. <laughs> like been a fan for a while and just love it, and kind of couldn't be happier with World. But Bloodstained is like right up there, and I probably put almost the same amount of time into Bloodstained as I have Monster Hunter. And I'm in a weird love triangle, but for game of the year between uh, uh, Monster Hunter World, Celeste, and Bloodstained. Mm. Uh, I did like Celeste. Yeah. That was yeah, that was this year. That's crazy. I, uh, yeah, it came out the same time as uh, Monster Hunter World. Oh, it did because yeah. it was like that, and like I swear, like Iconoclasts came out around the same time. I think so. And I almost got that, but I got Celeste instead. Anyway, there lots of great games. Any hoots. But uh, <laughs> we'll go out with the credits theme um, from Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Um, but again, pick it up and uh, VGEmpire.com, where you can follow along with all of our episodes. Obviously, you can listen on iTunes, other podcast services as well um, and VG Empire on Twitter and I appreciate all the comments you guys leave on the page as well. For sure and uh, maybe by the time people listen to this um, hopefully I'm meeting you at or hanging out with you at MAGFest oh, or, yeah. or maybe you're listening to this after. I don't know but uh, very excited for oh, yeah, MAGFest coming up. 2019. One of these days I'll make it out there. One of these days Brett. <sighs> One of these days. Tim uh, and I always tell you about how incredible it is but yeah. I I <laughs> If anyone on this earth should have been there by now, I, I have I have no excuse. VG Empire panel. I know people want it. I what would I what would I do? What, what? literally anything. What, people I, will go and see it. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna build like my my first thought is I'll just uh I will construct and edit a show live or something. I think that'd be cool actually. And you just yeah. watch me like no questions, no interaction. You're just gonna watch me edit a show. Um, anyway, in uh, credits, Bloodstained. Uh, thanks again for all your support throughout the years, and we'll see you next year.